Mr. Moneybags, I just had the most incredible idea for a new movie. What do you got for me, kid? Okay, so I just saw this amazing movie called Gangster Squad, based on a true story, and it stars that kid from Goonies, he's all grown up now, uh, and that couple from Crazy Stupid Love for some reason, and they're forming some sort of LAPD vigilante justice force to take out Mickey Cohen, uh, who's played by I Am Sam, I don't know, uh, and it's directed by the guy that did Zombieland. So you're pitching me a movie that's already been made? It's a good start, but tell me about one-liners, plot holes, the gratuitous boobies. How are we going to make this even better? My idea is to keep the setting, most of the cast, but instead of massive shootouts in Chinatown and witty one-liners, to replace all that with song and dance numbers. Instead of a half-assed tribute to the LAPD, make it a full-ass tribute to old Hollywood. The committee loves that shit. We certainly do. Instead of some cop falling in love with a call girl that nobody cares about, we make it the focus of the movie. Uh, But instead of being a defender of the people, we make them a, I don't know, a jazz pianist or something. And she's, um, a mattress. Model actress. I like it. What are we going to call this thing? I call it Hollywoodland. Ooh, they already did that a few years ago. Something about Ben Affleck as a Superman or as like a murderer or something. I watched Black Dahlia instead. What else you got? Oh, how about, um, L.A., uh, L.A., L.A., uh, La La Land. Kid, I think we got a picture. What did you say your name was? Damien Chazelle, sir. Best picture, here we come. And that's when the money rolls in. So yeah, that's why we picked Gangster Squad. Because Gangster it, Squad! Because it influenced the best picture. I'm assuming that's how it went down. Oh, it 100% inspired the first picture. (laughs) Without this movie, we don't have the best picture. That's right. The best picture probably would have gone to uh, Moonlight or something like that. (laughs) That's ridiculous, Steve. That's ridiculous. Why would I even say that? (laughs) Anyway. Nobody else did. (laughs) Somebody else named Steve. Enjoy Gangster Squad. Everything I learned from movies. Yalfm.podbean.com. That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Welcome. Hey. Welcome, welcome. It's time for another episode of What Were They Thinking? We are still in Listener's Choice Month. I am Brendan. And I'm Nathan, and this was considerably easier. I loved Monster Squad. It was one of my favorite movies from the 80s. Now, all these universal monsters show up. These kids help save the world. It's fantastic. Nathan. What? We, uh, we watched Gangster Squad. Ew. Um, yeah. Got about uh, two hours. We can delay this, and I can just go ahead and you know I did. You watch it, but I mean just to be totally, totally ready. Just give me a couple hours, and 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 um yeah yeah it'll be it'll be, whew, it'll be fine. We'll be right back. All right. Hey, we're back. Oh now man, Nathan has uh, see, watched I, Gangster Squad. Oh yeah, just to no. memory. I just yeah exactly. Just wanted to refresh because I totally yeah. watched Gangster Squad and not Monster Squad. I could see how you got confused because Josh Brolin was in it. And you thought, "Oh, it's kind of like Goonies. Like, yeah, it might be, yeah. it might be that kind of deal." Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But yes, Gangster Squad, chosen by... Did you say Skankster Squad? Yeah, Skankster Squad. Oh, I think I you watched a, a porn parody of this. Oh, hold on. Let me double check it. <laughs> they were back! <laughs> All right. Four hours later. Here we go, folks. <laughs> we both now watched Gangster Squad, people. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, so this was a pick by Izzy of Stephen Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies. And thank you, because this was considerably easier than Muck. And uh, I was a little worried when her name came up because she gave us a lot of animal exploitation movies, I just want to say. Yeah, we could have ended up watching, like, Night of the Lepus or Orca. Dogs. (laughs) In which the trailer is literally this. Dogs. 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 You like dogs? Dogs. (laughs) Yeah, I like like dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. You want more dogs? (laughs) I got some dogs for you. So this is, yeah, so this is Gangster Squad. Uh, like they said at the top, uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland before this, so yeah, yeah. a huge hit. Good movie. And they basically said, yeah, oh yeah, Zombieland's a great movie. And they basically said, uh, I'm assuming they gave him some carte blanche after that movie was like a huge success. Yeah. And he said, I want to do a gangster movie. And on paper, this looks pretty sweet, because you have Josh Brolin, Sean Penn, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. Friggin' everybody. Anthony Mackie, Giovanni Ribisi. I mean... It's a loaded cast. Michael Penna. Right? Ant-Man's best friend. Um, Robert in this Patrick. Movie, in this Nolte. movie, Falcon, Falcon yeah. and Ant-Man's best friend help Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's a stealth Marvel movie. <laughs> Another one! I think they're hard to avoid now. <laughs> yeah, it's getting pretty bad. So this film Don't forget T-1000 was... is in it. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> T-1000 is helping the side of good in this movie. General, so, General, uh, not General Ross, um, uh, Bruce Banner's dad from the first Hulk movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk about the Ang Lee one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's canon. <laughs> um, so this film was originally set to be released in September of 2012. Yep. However... Uh, of course, everybody knows what the shooting in uh, the theater one that when uh, during Aurora, the screening yeah. of the Dark Knight Rises in Aurora, yep, in Aurora, Illinois. Uh, so uh, it was pushed it was in to Colorado, January, wasn't it? Oh, Colorado. Yeah. Sorry, I think there's an Aurora in Illinois. I got. I got uh, no, confused. there isn't. That's actually a made-up place for Wayne's World. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Wayne's World is real to me. Damn it! I imagine it is. So. Aurora, Colorado, during the screening of The Dark Knight Rises, there was a shooting. Many people were killed, and so the movie was pushed to January because, lo and behold, in this movie, there was originally supposed to be a movie theater shootout scene. Oh, I was unaware. Yeah. So you, so the scene we'll talk about later when they're in Chinatown, that was originally set for a movie theater. Oh. So reshoots, eh? Yep. Okay. Uh, it grossed $46 million in the U.S., 105 worldwide. Budget was $75 million, though, so it didn't really do that well, but it profited technically. Here's the thing with this movie, like, it's it's not a bad movie. Like, there's some questionable stuff going on there, and they definitely take some liberties with history, for sure. But, like, the action pieces can be fun. Uh, the dialogue, oh my god. <laughs> they must have like find us the oldest person in in Hollywood who still knows all the slang from then because we're gonna jam pack it, and then the rest we're just gonna make up. Yeah, um, I did I, read one thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I definitely did enjoy uh, Stephen Izzy uh, 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 ripping off uh, Ishiro San and Takahashi San. 
uh, for their movie pitch. <laughs> what you got there, kid? <laughs> One thing I did read about the production of the movie is that apparently the extras were treated horribly on the set. Really? Including uh, no water for six hours at a time. Uh, one day was 15 hours long, and they were fed with, like, a cheese tray. Oh, my God. Like, 10 hours in. Yeah. So, for the theater for the theater shootout that was originally shot, uh, they had they they still threw firecrackers on the ground. Yeah. To give it that, uh, to make get people on their toes, I guess, or whatever. And real live gunfire was shot into the air. None of the extras were told any of this. So, they, like, not blanks, but real bullets? Yeah, into the air. Oh my god, that's super unsafe. And then just people throwing shell casings through the air to give it that effect. Uh, so yeah, it's it sounds like a real safe, fun environment for a movie. Well, you know, Can they, I had, I guess right they, had, they had to keep that budget down somehow. I guess. <coughs> oh, Brandon's dying. A, yeah, I, I got I got the tuberculosis from Post nasal drip is what they call it, actually. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, the first off, right at the bat, the poster for this movie was weird because it makes me think that a movie called Gangster Squad and it has Brolin, Sean Penn, Ryan Gosling on the cover. It looks like they're gangsters, like a squad of gangsters. Oh, I see. And like I, I don't know, it, it looked to me on the cover like they weren't the cops, like they were the they. It was kind of like a movie like um, like Public Enemies or something. Okay, so like where everybody on the uh, the poster is like the criminals in the movie. Yeah, like the yeah. anti-hero. But I don't know how you can make Mickey Cohen a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, there's that. I mean, there's that. There's also the fact that it they 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 were plain clothes cops. Because everything mm-hmm. they were doing in the movie was apparently, you know, off the books sort of thing. So there's that. And then the, uh, the whole idea of um, you, you, you're supposed to understand through the poster that you know there are good guys and bad guys in this movie but you're right there's nothing to discern the two uh even if they could have got falcon with his like, cop gear on that at least would have helped a bit i thought you were gonna say with his mask on with his mask. falcon mask <laughs> yep and the, you know in this way that people will know that it is indeed a stealth D, uh marvel cinematic universe movie <laughs> josh brolin wearing the infinity cloth. gauntlet <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll take care of mickey cohen <laughs> snap so right off the bat we got josh brolin uh narrating kind of the background of mickey cohen uh dropping some uh oh some i mean i know fantastically that... culturally sensitive language i was gonna say yeah he's racist narrating right from the get-go <laughs> i mean i guess it's like the 50s but it's the, supposed no. yeah it is it's a yeah, 40s 50s. 50s yeah but it's yeah. A, it's and it's supposed to be obviously a period piece and people did talk like that but still i mean yeah. Also, this is but this is the good guy though. I feel like Mickey Cohen can talk like this. I don't feel like they should be making your lead like family man hero talk like this. Yeah, yeah. Just get the sense that Josh Brolin was a little old for the casting. Like he's an expecting. I mean, I'm not saying that I anybody. I, I'm not saying that you can't be a bit older and be an expecting father for by any means. But it feels to me like he's almost like the cop that. It almost feels to me like he's the rookie cop because he's like, his wife is just expecting, uh, she's like telling him to, you know, take it easy on the force. Not Don't get forget into though, trouble. he was in the war. Yeah. So if I he mean, was they... in the war, he would, he would have enlisted probably anywhere from 16 to 18, uh, depending on, you know, when he got into the army. Uh, if that, if this is taking place in the early 
1950s, there would have been, um, you know, anywhere from, you know, five to ten years from when he enlisted to when this is taking place. So he, you know, could be, you know, mid, early 30s at at, uh, at least, uh, if, if not later. Because, I mean, who's to say that he did enlist when he was 18? Because it was just a, there was a draft on when the war, uh, when the U.S. did jump into the war. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, <laughs> sure. I just, I thought... I don't know, I thought the casting was a little weird. Um, no, far be it for me to judge Josh Brolin. He could be in anything he wants. <laughs> By the way, this is our second movie with Josh Brolin as the lead actor. I was, un- it was unfortunate for me that he was not thrashing. You know, <laughs> what skate <if> he thrash? <laughs> solving. Nothing. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. But we do open the movie with Mickey Cohen. By the way, we should kind of explain, I guess, if anybody doesn't know who that is, basically he was a huge gangster in the 50s. Boxer, pretty, boxer turned gangster, yeah. Yeah, pretty much owned Los Angeles for yeah. all intents and purposes. Well, we start with him torturing some guy. He's He's got him chained up to two opposite cars, two opposite <laughs> bumpers. He's going to draw and quarter this guy. Yeah, um, and then we get this this dialogue you were talking about because this guy is saying, like, you gonna go in the booby hatch? You belong in the booby hatch, Mickey. Eating pudding in your goddamn pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> just stuff, stuff like that throughout this whole movie. <laughs> and at this point, uh, I was like, "Sweet, L.A. Noir, the movie." Yeah. <laughs> Anybody's ever played L.A. Noir? A fantastic game where the uh, programmers were apparently treated awfully as well. So it's got that in common. What is it with gangster movies? People being treated awfully. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, to get the you know true authenticity of it, they have to you know. Uh, everyone running the show has got to be some, you know, bloodless scumbag who has no regard for human life or comfort. Well, considering his reputation, I'm wondering if it started with Marlon Brando and The Godfather. <laughs> Just gonna stick these bread balls in my mouth and talk. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready when I'm ready. <laughs> but yeah, this dude is. Someone get Richard Pryor in here. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that sexy Richard Pryor? <laughs> He's a tender lover, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I hope he was talking like that on set. He was talking like that on the set of like Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> I'm going to show you a move that Richard Pryor showed me. Oh, God. Get me some butter. <laughs> All right, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Let's get back to him. Guys, Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor had sex. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Pryor would fuck a radiator in the seventies, apparently. But <laughs> put that, that in your brain, the gangsta squad. Yeah, um, Sean Penn even has like the stereotypical thing where he kills the guy and tells the other guy, "You tell them what you saw here tonight." Yeah, send this. He's sending a message back to the Chicago syndicate. There are a lot of cliche lines in this movie, like a ton. Yeah, there was. Like, I mean, you know what? But I kind of, I kind of like that because there's not a whole lot of noir stuff. But if we wanted to see a good noir movie. And it's not even a period piece. Brick is the is the place to check that out. There's some fantastic Brick. noir stuff going on in that. Brick is a good one. I also really like, uh, if you are looking for a noir piece, I really like L.A. Confidential. That's yes. one of my favorites, too. Mm-hmm. It was robbed, by the way. Should have won, not Titanic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sean Penn kills the guy. And uh, then we're quickly introduced to Josh Brolin as O'Mara. Yeah. Uh, Captain, or just Officer he's O'Mara. A sergeant, think, isn't detective. he? No, he's a sergeant. Yeah. Okay, sergeant. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. He witnesses a, a rather shady individual trying to get a young lady to come by for an audition. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to operate a sting, 
to uh, to catch these guys because they're uh, snatching girls fresh off the bus and, you know, getting them addicted to cheap Mexican heroin and then pimping them out. Yep. That's it. That's another classy kind of movie we're in for. <laughs> so Brolin and his partner, who I don't think we ever see again. No. Like, throughout the rest of the movie. Well, it's um, because he gets... Uh, he... We'll get to that in a bit, why we don't see the partner again. But yeah, he, he follows the dude uh, as he's he's charmed this you know, sweet, fresh-faced young lass into uh, going to his apartment in L.A. It's never worked out badly for anybody before. It's a great idea. Yeah. Just go in. It's fine. Mm-mm. Although I will say, I'm pretty sure there are worse audition rooms in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, and <laughs> that, are, that are actually legitimate audition rooms. So. Yeah. So just looking at the interior would have been like, well, this isn't the worst one I've been in so far. So where do you want me to sit, Mr. Weinstein? Oh. Topical. This is an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so she goes into this building. Brolin, uh, Brolin's partner doesn't want to go in because it's a, it, Mickey Cohen owns the building and basically he owns half the police force, if not more. Yeah. So Brolin goes in, and he basically kicks some ass and takes some names. And I don't think he actually ends up killing anybody except for the two in the elevator. Yes, he kills the two in the elevator. He 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 puts one guy's hand in the elevator door and rips his fucking hand that off. That was delightful. <laughs> I will, yeah, right off the bat, I will say, there is some gore in this movie, guys. Yeah. Like, gunshots, yes, but there's also, like, a hand getting ripped off, someone getting torn in half. Well, that's ours. the thing, like, for, for the lack of... Uh... I guess inspiring dialogue. They they definitely make up with it with the violence because they bring their a game with the violence in this movie. So much so that I remember this movie being a target for a lot of like anti, like violence in movies groups at the time because it was right around. Well, it was right around the Dark Knight Rises, and of course everybody's blaming movies as they always do. Me me and me 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 me. Exactly. It's, it's them. That's what they yeah. sound like. It's it's definitely movies' faults, even though there's been violence before 1900. But yeah, let's blame it on the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was one of their targets at the time. Like just the the sheer violence in this movie. So now having known that, I was really excited to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So the girl gets in. She's into the apartment, and she realizes something is up before she even goes into the apartment. But they force her into the apartment, and they are about to do some not nice stuff to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh Brolin has dispatched the chaps in the elevator, and he breaks in to uh, to rescue this uh, damsel in distress. Uh, I did enjoy the bit of business that when they were going to fight him, they stuffed her in a Murphy bed and th- put it up. Yeah. <laughs> See, here, you hiding here, in the wall, boom. And then, like, they were like, be quiet, don't don't make a word, but also, she can't really, because you just stuffed her in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the fight scene was pretty cool, too, like, he bottles a guy. Yeah, like, that's pretty sweet. And Roland uh, pretends to have a gun, and then he just he just uses his hand. He goes pow. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets a he gets a little nick from the guy's straight razor, but uh, he gets the best of these uh, uncouth ne'er do wells and rescues the girl and arrests these guys. Yep, and then he says, "Welcome to Los Angeles," to the girl that almost was raped. Yep, which <laughs> you know it's, it's it's fitting welcome. I mean, at least you learned that lesson early. Don't I just... trust strangers. I just like I just like whenever in movies they do like a quip quippy line, but you're like in real life this would be the wrong time to say this. Yeah, it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Okay, we gotta take you to the hospital. No, welcome to Los Angeles, kid. <laughs> I did like that when uh, 
when Brolin went into the apartment and uh, his partner didn't want to go, and he was all like, "But Mickey, go!" And he's like, "You don't like it? Go get an ice cream." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have written down. I don't know who says it, but somebody says, uh, "There's two things in life you can't take back: bullets out of your gun and the words out of your mouth." Oh, that's when uh, Brolin is accusing accusing the chief of being crooked. Right. Because when he gets when they take in the bad guys, uh, he gets called in front of his i guess it's a sector chief or whatever um and is basically saying that oh you didn't have uh, a warrant uh we're gonna release them and you're to stay away from mickey cohen's turf stay away from there and uh that's when he's basically saying oh that's a nice new i don't know if it was a studebaker or some you know very period sounding car uh out in the parking lot um is that how you got that huh you know Basically saying, oh, so you're on the take too, and that's when he says, yeah, there's only two things you can't take back, which was, you know, again, I liked it. As cheesy as it is, a lot of that that cliched dialogue was was kind of fun to just kind of listen to. Granted, I, I was, you know, doing some cliched drinking as well while I was watching this movie, like I normally do, but <clears throat> it wasn't as required as it was with, say, I don't know, Muck. That was a good movie, eh? Fucking movie. <clears throat> Goose Fraba. Going back, going back, coming back to Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. <laughs> Gangster Squad. Okay. So basically, so at this point, that 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 guy or a few of the guys go back to Mickey Coe and tell him, you know, that Josh Brolin came in and basically took all the girls. He set them all free, and Mickey Cohen refers to them. I'm just gonna say what he said here as his crop of cunt. Oh, I know it wasn't he. He's but that's he's the bad guy. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, he's supposed, and it's, it's interesting because at this point here, he sh- actually shows that he has some respect for America. Cause he's like, I, I don't blame him. He's a jam up guy. He's a stand up dude. He's a hero. They should put a, they put, put a medal on his chest. <laughs> but you guys, I will burn you to death in an elevator. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, I don't know, man. Like if that's a legit, like if there is, if it is like a game recognizes game type thing where. You know, criminals do have some sort of respect for the cops because they're like, they're doing their job, we're doing our job. Our job is not to get caught by them, their job is to catch us. So It's like it's like a Batman-Joker relationship. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how legit that is, but it was something kind of cool to see. However, it does kind of just get, you know, tossed right out the window at, towards the end of the movie. Yeah, he basically wants to kill them pretty yeah. quickly later on. Yeah. So in this movie, throughout the movie, really, Mickey Cohen, I think it's funny that he... Uh, the way he dispatches of, dispatches of people is so elaborate most of the time. Like, he, he rarely just shoots them dead. Yeah. He's, like, you know, ripping in half, like, burning alive in a building, like, just outlandish things. Like, you know, Mickey, you would save a lot of money on your cleanup staff if you just shot them in the head. Well, I think, I mean, they obviously they're trying to display the sheer lunacy that is Mickey Cohen. Yeah. So. <laughs> but like he's like, we're gonna burn this building down anyway, so we're gonna put you guys in the elevator. Boom! Building goes up in flames. Yeah. And well, because he has that bit of lines like, you know what they say, uh, all good things eventually must be burnt to the ground for the insurance money. <laughs> right. That's that old saying. Yeah. We uh, we see Brolin's home life. He's got a wife that's expecting, mm-hmm. and uh, so she's all Putting you know. Mario oh, you... Enos is that who's the? Is that her name? I thought it was. Enos? Mariel Enos or something like that. Her name is Enos. Josh Brolin and his wife, Anus. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, she's expecting, and uh, at one point they're having this, like, 
really deep conversation about like not taking unnecessary risks and she throws in the middle of it she's like you know you're a good man you're a good cop you're a great husband you're a demon in the sack like wait what you know what she's uh she she talked the way she wants because they that's the kind of relationship they have there (laughs) she freaking handpicks her the the squad i mean i i i kind of like that um that it wasn't uh, they didn't play into every single 40s trope where it was like woman listen to me that sort of yeah. thing where he actually was like he actually listened to his wife he's not henpecked but he takes her uh you know her feelings and what she thinks into like a legitimate consideration listens to her but also endangers her like a little bit by telling her all that information about what he's about to do true <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh yeah it's like if she knows too much. Although I don't think Mickey Cohen's going to come up and ask for information. I think he would just try to kill her, as we'll see later in the More movie. than likely. So uh, then we, we meet Ryan Gosling. I wrote his character's name down. It's Jerry Wooters. Yes. <laughs> Wooters was, uh, got me going. I had to pause it for a few seconds for that one. Uh, but he he's in the he's in the club uh, called Slapsy Maxies, which is uh, apparently a real place I've heard. Mickey Mickey Cohen's place. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was if it was actually his, but apparently it's a real dive from like the fifties. Yeah, but he's there uh, checking out the checking out the scenery, as it were. I don't know why I kept writing him down when I was doing these uh, when I was doing the notes. I know it's Ryan Gosling, but I kept wanting to write Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> just another ryan in hollywood <laughs> you know they don't look alike but for some reason it's, it's the, not that far off it's the chris chris and chris yeah you know it's like chris pine chris pratt and uh chris evans they yeah. i don't think they look alike but or they are me, all chris's just, just chris pine and chris evans for me i don't know <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's one of them <laughs> i can see chris pratt and chris pine getting more of it than anybody else because they're, they're both chris with a p last name but I digress. <laughs> yeah, he's, at, Ryan, he's at Slapsy Maxis, and this is where we get to kind of see a who's who of the L.A. underworld uh, hanging out with some judges. And Emma Stone. Yes, and Emma Stone, yes. <laughs> who's, uh, uh, who's quite the tomato. Yes. So <laughs> we learn that she's kind of she's kind of Mickey Cohen's tag-along, his his side piece. Oh, what are, they, what are they having for supper? You don't remember? No. Roast Peacock. Oh, right. I remember they referenced that. Yeah. Romans couldn't get enough of this stuff. Real classy folks. <laughs> I know that Mickey Cohen's one of those guys who, like, read what classy is in a book, and then it, that's, like, what he... Ex- puts on airs. Thinks- yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, Ryan Gosling spots out Emma Stone, and right away, when when he says Emma Stone is Sean Penn's side piece, immediately I'm like, don't have a scene together, don't have a scene together, don't have a scene together, please, I beg of you, movie, I don't need to see this. No, 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 no. I already had to see Emma Stone and Colin Firth. That was enough. <laughs> Sensitive little boy, Brendan. I don't want to see Sean Penn getting it on with a 25-year-old. <laughs> call me crazy. No? Not going to call me crazy? Okay. I think it's just implied. No. So, Ryan Gosling spots, uh, scopes her out, even though his buddy Jack... Ooh, I, is Jack, like... Jack's not a cop, right? No, he's, um... <clears throat> he's a he's affiliated with the gangsters, not directly with Mickey, I don't believe. Uh, but he said he does say he does make allusions that his boss fixes the uh, the races. Uh, so if you know if you know Ryan Gosling, what was his Wharton? 
Jerry Wooters. Wooters. So if you if Wooters wants to make some um you know real money, just to let him know and then, you know, his his buddy Jackie'll get him in on the uh uh give him the the the, the lowdown on the races so we can bet on the ponies and make some real uh, cabbage, see? Much like D'Lo Brown, he'll give him the lowdown. Right. Oh. There you go. It's in there. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> so he tell, yeah, he tells him, like, don't bother with her. She's Mickey's woman. She's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But he goes after her anyway and says he's a Bible salesman. He's all charming her and everything. He wants to play post office. <laughs> yeah, he wants to play post office. And he's like, I'd like to take you to bed. And then guess what? He takes her to bed just like that. It's, Boom, it's, done. Yeah. <laughs> Just that Pretty easy. much. <laughs> I don't know what Emma Stone is supposed to be in this movie. I, I think later she says she's an aspiring actress and that that was like her way in by get, hooking up with Mickey Cohen. <laughs> so, so it is a Weinstein origin story. <laughs> oh, God. Sean Penn as Harvey Weinstein. I know um, there's going to be a biopic. There's gonna oh, eventually. Be a yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be like, uh, oh, too bad he's not still alive because probably James Gandolfini could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Watch, it's probably gonna be like Jim Carrey in a fat suit or something. <laughs> right, get the uh, Dennis Franz; he's still kicking. Oof, you're gonna have to hurry up with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, speaking, yeah. Speaking of looking like they're dying, Nick Nolte's in this movie. Yes, and I love his personal driver is Daryl Gates. Daryl Gates. He's the he was the uh, he was the head of police uh, during the Rodney King stuff. Oh, the the character is Daryl Gates. Okay, I thought I was well, like trying to figure out what actor that was. No, yeah, I don't know the actor, but he, the character is Daryl Gates, who is he's one of the real people in this movie, like who are based on real people, uh, unlike Josh Brolin and most of his crew. <laughs> Almost everybody in this movie, except for like Mickey Cohen. Yeah, and, and even that one is like. Mm. <laughs> and the uh, the Chicago guy that they. Uh, the one that he's... I can't remember his friggin' name. The the character... The one that Mickey is, tries to kill. And does eventually successfully. The one, the, the, oh, the, the dude they like they yell at each other in the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah a, he was a, he was a real uh, a real historical figure as well. <laughs> he's playing himself? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yep, that's it. it <laughs> yep, they killed him for reals on that uh, movie. So, uh, so, yeah, Nick Nolte sounds like he's dying from the inside. And but, he is the king of overwrought dialogue in this movie, is he not? Mm-hmm. Where it's a battle for the city's soul. <laughs> this thing is a war. In yeah. war, you gotta... Oh, Nolte, give it a give it a, a break there, buddy. And you know what? Get some, you know, Sipacol or, uh, you know, something, because he sounds like he's about to hawk up a lung. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. Maybe that was a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. But Nolte Can someone give me some primatine mist in here? <laughs> Nolte basically uh, starts this movie's plot off because he gives Josh Brolin a mission. It's almost like a video game scene before you start the actual video game. He's like, yes. I need you yep. to uh, stop his businesses and, and, you know, run him dry and well, get you, rid of all his supply and all this stuff. You, you played Grand Theft Auto Five? Yes. You do this exactly when you're putting together a heist. You got to yeah. scope out the place. You got to pick your people. Going through the mission. This is exactly what he's doing. This was, it's it's L.A. Noir, the game, or the movie, rather. Um, it's fantastic. I wish that that portion of 
uh, Grand Theft Auto Five had been a, a thing in L.A. Noir because that would have been really cool, being able to pick different uh, cops and stuff to put together your gangster squad. Wouldn't it be great if in every scene uh, Josh Brolin goes to interrogate someone and just two thought bubbles come up and he has to pick one of them? <laughs> X to press harder, uh, circle to believe. Yeah, a bunch of people, a bunch of people. Get... Don't get arrested properly because they're actually the innocent. They're actually the innocent one, and he just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the controller didn't shake. Josh Brolin must be wrong. <laughs> I gotta go. There's a scene here. This is it's the morning after scene. I think with uh yeah with uh, uh Wooters? Wooters and Emma Stone. Yeah. And I like uh, how she's Emma Stone, but he, he has to be Wooters. It's much funnier to say. It is. <laughs> He's tapping the cigarette, but you notice he taps both ends of the cigarette. You no. wouldn't do that. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a smoker, but I know smokers, and they always tap the filter end to get all the tobacco down pat closer to the filter. You mm. wouldn't tap it at the other end because that's going to shake the tobacco out of the cigarette. Well, I wonder. But he, like, I feel like Ryan Gosling. I've seen him smoke in a lot of movies, but that makes me wonder if he's a smoker. And well, either that or if he just he screwed up and then they didn't notice it when they were shooting the scene. Yeah, that's a possibility. But I think if too. you were, I think if you were a smoker though, you would know. Yeah. Well, I've known countless numbers of smokers who weren't looking when they lit their cigarette and ended up lighting the filter. So that's a thing. <laughs> well, he at least he didn't go that far. Well, at least there is that. Yes. Uh, we were really close to getting dem titties, I just want to say. Yes. Oh my goodness, there was some side boobage going on there, eh? Like, ridiculously close. Yeah. Let's talk about that for the next hour. <laughs> we just... We've changed the name of the podcast from what were they thinking to Emma Stone's boobs. <laughs> Two weeks ago we were talking about, we are complaining about all the un- unnecessary nudity, and this time we're like, come on, tits! <laughs> Blue ball in me, movie! <laughs> One day, Emma Stone. One day. <laughs> she's, and she's listening going, I think not. <laughs> not in my contract. <laughs> I mean, someone like her probably doesn't ever need to, but... No, she's she's a fine actress. <laughs> she is. So, oh, yeah. She's he... MCU as well. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> not canon, but Marvel, yes. Yeah, she's in she's in Marvel, yeah, because she's yeah. in she's uh, Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man movies. Oh, too bad Ryan Gosling didn't have a character in the Marvel universe. <laughs> I wonder how pissed Spider Man is. He just bed Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Green Goblin or something. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, back to, yeah, back to the movie. Quote. Yeah, she she's telling uh, she's telling him that uh, Mickey's gonna be pissed, and he's like, "Who, Mickey Mouse?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a dated reference in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so, but, yeah. And I think so that so that yeah, they're 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 in bed together and I think that's when like you said earlier the wife starts uh putting together his team. Yes. And we get uh let's see here. We get Anthony Mackie as yep. a cop that uh, is is Totally willing to just throw a knife into someone's hand in a packed bar. I did like how he was like, I'm the only law down here. I was like, he's Judge Dredd? <laughs> <laughs> Judge Dredd with Anthony Mackie. I'm on board. Yeah, I could... Maybe. <laughs> Why not? At least one it. of the judges, anyways. <laughs> um, I did... He actually does approach Ryan Wooters. Gosling. Wooters, yeah. At, at one point, and uh, 
cop shames him. Yep. Because he's like, uh, he's like, if you can't, because he said, what are you, what are you doing this for, anyways? And he's like, if you can't answer that question, you should turn in that badge. He pays <laughs> and for his he, drink and then leaves. <laughs> yeah, Wooters wants no part of this. Dot dot dot. Yet. Yes, exactly. He also hires uh, Giovanni Rabisi, who I forget his character's name. Keeler? Keeler. Keeler, yeah. He's uh, he's the only one that's a family man, and he's like, he might Spoiler alert. You might as well say at this point, this is the one that dies. Because <laughs> Josh Brolin is like, sure you want to do this? You're the only family man. You're the only one with a family. It's dangerous. And he's like, I gotta do it. Yeah. Family, 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 family. Like, oh, jeez, it sucks to be him. <laughs> gangster squad and the Furious? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so Anthony Mackie, Giovanni, he hires Robert, Robert Patrick, who's like a crack shot. Yep. And well, when you've buddy... got that T-1000 targeting system, right? <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. He is the T-1000 having gone back in time. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Christmas Ramirez. Is that it? Christmas Ramirez? Navidad. Oh, right. <laughs> Oh my God, they, he him. does make a joke about it. He's like, he said, Christmas Rivera, it's a, it's a great name for, I can't remember what he said. It was a great, like a great name for a, a, a dancer or something, but not so much for a cop. <laughs> well, let's call him Christmas for the rest of the mo- for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so they hire the T-1000 in Christmas mm-hmm. and he, uh, Christmas is not the best at anything really. <laughs> no, but he's, he's, he's loyal and he'll he's, have your back. I will say. This was the first time I watched this movie uh, for this podcast. I thought he was going to be the one to actually turn on, like, turncoat them. Really? I did. Because hmm. I thought I thought one of them would. Because uh, they, they, I feel like they kind of hinted at it a few times. Because even the wife at one point was like, I put together the whole team except for the Mexican fella. I, I don't know who he is. Yeah, I don't know where he came from. Yeah, that, that's when I thought, oh, maybe uh, he's going to... He's going to snitch or, or somebody's going to threaten his family and he's going to have to or something. Yeah, like, and usually with the monomyth type uh, storytelling, there usually is somebody who switches sides. Yeah. But we do get that with, with Jackie a little later, so, you know, good on well, him for that. Yeah, Jackie's a little on the fence, I think. Yeah. He's trying to stay out of both sides. Um, also say, I feel like this whole movie, the whole time I'm watching this, I, feel, I was like, this feels like they're trying to be the untouchables. I actually have that right now. Yeah, I actually, later on in my notes, I have said, it's like The Untouchables, but more vigilante-y. <laughs> yeah. A little less, like, character-defined, too, because I don't really... I feel like you don't really know who a lot of these people are, except for, like, the main ones. Uh, again, you don't have any sort of legitimate uh, history to, to draw from for these characters, because, you know, they're not legitimate historical characters, whereas with Elliot Ness and, and his guys, they there was real documentation and the stuff that they did. Yeah. So I mean, you, there's that, and um, I just feel like the movie didn't really try to give them much in the way of development, though. No, but you, it's because they're like, we want we the way they did, they're like, boom, this is the, your introductions to them when he's hiring them is that's their development, that's it. Yeah. You know, but he, it, like even even like in the Untouchables, though they similarly when he hire when he puts together the team, there's not a whole lot either. But you st- I still feel like you know more about them. Just from the movie than well, you do with this movie. Yeah, and it's also because that the, um, you know, again, that movie, when you're, I suppose if you're seeing it, there's more for the char- for the actors 
to draw upon as well to make the a character seem more authentic because again you can you're able to look up the life and times of Elliot Ness and you're able to look and see the life story of Al Capone through history books so the stuff that you can read that it will help that character have more um, I guess more vibrancy uh, on the screen so even for the writers themselves there but but this one here they're like these people didn't exist. They kind of have to be uh, just archetypes or, you know, uh, flat characters of what you would expect to be, a, you know, a hard-nosed L.A. cop in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, just the whole time, I just, I wish there was, like, a little bit more, just, mm. I guess. So they rip off a gangster farm. <laughs> a gangster farm? When the, uh, they get all the boys together and they the first thing they want to do is they want to... Uh, uh, they want to go and um, to the casino. The casino is, or is that? Am I am I getting ahead of myself here? I'm not sure. I, when you said farm, I did have a it was note. In, the casino was in a barn. Oh, okay. I didn't notice. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Uh, oh no! You know what it was? That's why that note's there. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Uh, this is when Mickey is going into the club, and there's people asking about different people, and right. one of the reporters says, "Oh." What about this guy? We haven't seen him in um, in a couple of months. You know, do you know anything where he could be? He's like, yeah, he uh, he went to live on a farm upstate uh, with all a bunch of other gangsters. So they can run around and and uh, and get lots of fresh air. <coughs> you know, if you want, I can take you to visit him sometime. <laughs> That's almost, what that is. He's almost like it's almost like he's explaining to like a small child where his dog went when like, the dog died. Yeah, he's he's, oh, he's just at a farm. He, we had to send him to a farm. It's fine. Don't worry yeah. about him. <laughs> so he's basically telling the reporter, "Shut your mouth, or I'm going to shoot you in the face when no one's looking." Yeah, uh, honestly, he'd probably do it in front of everyone. Yeah, uh, uh, it's like that scene in like American Gangster when Denzel just goes out and shoots the guy in the street in front of everyone. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's akin to that. <laughs> uh. So this is uh, this. This is where the movie really starts to take off as well because they're at the they're back at Slapsy Maxie's. Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. by the way, we should mention uh, or Wooters, I guess, has a, a shoe shine boyfriend. But if, yes, that sounded like shoe shine boyfriend. He has a friend who is a, a shoe shine boy. boy. Yeah. There we go. And he's not um, uh, underdog, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's not <laughs> the animated character underdog. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> he's wrong. Uh, oh, probably so... purebred. <laughs> Whatever will underdog do? <laughs> and then he meets the same. I'm watching the fucking underdog after this. <laughs> he meets the same fate that that kid meets in this movie. So there's a shootout. There's a major shootout from these Chicago gangsters who come to mess up, mess with Mickey Cohen. I think it is right. The Chicago no, guys. they're they're not making. They're from Mickey Cohen. That's the hit squad oh, okay. who's taking out the uh, the fellow who um he had the shouting match with earlier. Right, they the attempt real to, Chicago guy. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, I think he gets away guy. at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they end up in the process in the crossfire. They end up shooting uh, this uh, shoe shine boy, uh, which I will just say uh, hashtag child murder <laughs> shows up in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's I'm gonna, old I'm enough. I'm gonna try to find a movie <laughs> where as many animals appear to be hurt and make you watch it just just so I can call out your hypocrisy. Hey, <laughs> if you ever saw. Ghetto Blaster, yeah. you would see how ridiculously it was shot. <laughs> that is why I laugh because it, it's just like 
it's not like a subtle like boom boom oh my god you just like you shot a kid in this movie it's like the kid got lit up and like flies into the air like it's oh, ridiculous so like, it's not a situation where they're like it's the aftermath and someone's clutching this poor kid who was caught in the crossfire this kid actually gets squibbed and oh you see yeah oh the kid got squibbed to hell like it, oh you my see god. everything it's <laughs> insane and then and then the kid's in like a full-sized casket like it's <laughs> oh my god but, but uh, <laughs> shot so gorilla that I thought they just went to like a funeral and were like just secretively shot the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the shoe shine kid get, uh, gets killed, and this is actually one of my favorite parts, legitimately, because Gosling is just so uh, destroyed by this. Although I will say, you don't really get a lot of the relationship between them, so it doesn't really, it's not really as effective as the movie wants it to be. Mm. But but Wooters is so destroyed he goes right into the club and nearly shoots mickey cohen right there in front of everyone but old jackie pushes him into the washroom yes and stops and actually this is just prior to this that is when uh the gangster squad uh, as they uh get actually called later in the movie uh, minus Wooters. wooters put together you know a takedown for this illegal casino in a barn uh with a bunch of movie extras and stuff and when they go to take it down oh lo and behold the uh, the burbank sheriff's department is there gambling as well yep. and they get busted uh everybody gets away except for except uh, for falcon except and for Fal- falcon thanos. and thanos <laughs> yep and they get the, they get locked up that um, scene is almost parody like like it's so over the top yes because the 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 the, the cops are crooked to like a cartoonish degree I almost expected when they were running out of the casinos where they're like, bam, 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 Bonanza. Yeah. They were cool because they're running back and you just see them going like, that was a bad idea. Oh, yeah. not a good idea. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? And when did this turn into a comedy? Christmas <laughs> lets the horses out of the pen. and <laughs> Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And then uh, this is how... Uh, <laughs> Wooters finds out that... Every time. Um, that they've been they've been jammed up out in Burbank and he goes to help uh bust them out. Yeah, cuz now he's now he's got his motivation. Yes. Which I he honestly needs, think he needs like, to get revenge for Shushan boy. As much as I like as much as I like Emma Stone and in this movie she she's great and everything. I think his motivation would have been even better if they had if they if she had been killed. Yeah, but we need her for the end of the movie. Oh, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like the shoeshine boy thing, it's not, I don't know, I don't really get a sense that they're close, because he's just kind of like, scram, kid. Yeah. Like, the only other time he sees him, right? Yeah, and the whole time, like, every time he, actually, the time before this when he sees him, he's trying to convince the kid to, to go home and not be out late, because, you know, that's, you know, when all the gangsters come out to slap see maxis All the gangsters get to come out at night, kid. It's right. like, uh... It's like all the animals place. come out. It's like a quiet place. Like <laughs> you gotta go. Oh, I, was gonna, I was gonna say like uh, Travis Bickle. <laughs> it's right. So, all the animals come the out. <laughs> Dope fiends. <laughs> Someday a real rain will come and wash the scum of the city. <laughs> uh, Taxi Driver and an infinitely better movie. Yes, not <laughs> not controversially. So yeah, Wooters goes to this to the jail cell, and he basically pretends to be one of Cohen's people uh, yep. there to execute the two guys and to execute uh, Thanos and Falcon <laughs> and Falcon uh, and T one thousand and Christmas are actually trying to um, uh, to break him, break them out using 
<laughs> the, they're gonna pull the bars off the window using the uh, the Studebaker that they have. Yeah, right. He like hooks it up to the car, and in a, mo- a moment of like realist, actual realism, uh, the bumper just comes off the car. Yeah, because they hooked it up to the bumper, not to any solid piece on the car. It just right. pushed it right off. I was like, well, at least they're admitting that this would happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Wooters gets in, and just as he's about to br- to break them out, the real Cohen guys show up. What a coincidence! Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, giant shootout. Well, that's shootout, but like you know, they're shooting in the dark. I don't even think anybody gets really killed here. I think they just knock them out. Uh, Possibly. Yeah, yeah, Falcon gets a good bit of business here where he goes back to the guy running the prison and corrects him on his, like, on his grammar. When oh, he calls yeah, him. he gets his knife back and everything. Yeah, he called him, like, Buana earlier, and he's like, that means sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think they were trying to allude that the prison guy was, like, ca- casually racist. There's nothing casual about it. I mean... <laughs> it was the he 40s. He, he was wasn't a wearing cop. a suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, was, he wasn't formally racist, but he... <laughs> There you go. It's like business cash. <laughs> business ca- business casual racism. <laughs> oh, the forties. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> and this is where we get to we figure out that uh Mickey Cohen apparently uh invented telemarketing, I'm not sure. I didn't understand what that whole scene was. He's so, setting up like a wire service. So what is a wire service? Well it's where you uh it, you I'm I'm it's like for telegrams and and sending money through western union and things like that uh, because later on in the movie they're like there's three wires on the pole there's uh you know there's the i don't know the government one the pack bell one or whatever the local one is and then there's mickey's and that's where they they figured out so there's only three wire services and mickey's is going to be the only one for like gambling so that's how there's like if he gets that up and running he owns the west coast so that means he sees like everything that comes through, kind of. Thing? Every bit of business for gambling and stuff would come through him. Okay. So he would get a piece of every bit of everybody's action, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I just thought the movie took a turn there. I was like, okay, we're going for this now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So they they get out of the prison, uh, and then I think. Is this where they start, like, they, they basically start ransacking his businesses? Like, there's that montage of them going to, like, different places and taking them down? Um, I know, it, because they haven't planted the bug yet. Right, they plant a bug in Mickey Cohen's house. Right. He's um, not around. There's, well, there is the, um, uh, was there's a, they kill the, don't they kill the gangster? The one Mickey wants to get rid of. They kill him and his wife and yes. all them. Uh, that has to be done so that Mickey can have, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that happens. And then there they do, there's, everyone's doing their, their target shooting. That was a nice bit of business. Yeah, um, we're T-1000 crack shot. Yeah. And Christmas, you know. Not can't so much. Hit, can't hit so much. And he's also hit him where he's going to be, not where he is. That's right. Which is, it's actually legitimate good shooting advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Then... You know, they're going to plant the bug because Giovanni Ribisi's character. Keeler. Keeler, yes. Uh, he's He devises, because he was he was Army Intelligence. That's one of the reasons why the wife picked him. Uh, right. He's he's devised a way to, you know, use a transmitter to listen to everything that Mickey's saying in his house. But they have to plant it. 
and that's you know that's that's this part here because Mickey comes home and he has a Sunday for some reason. He comes to the door and they're like, "Here's your here's your you know returning home Sunday." I don't know. He's got the his maid's got like a, a ice cream Sunday for him with Brolin saying ice cream earlier. This movie's obsessed with dairy. Yeah, <laughs> well, the Dairy Council got in on the ground floor on this one. <laughs> They heard about the you know the budget and we're like we we gotta uh, you know we gotta get in on the ground floor they're gonna everyone's gonna see this movie that's right everyone it'll be talked about for years <laughs> um, and so you know they're sneaking around in, in Mickey's place uh, and Emma Stone sees Wooters and yeah. that's where he's like shh, shh, don't, don't 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 say anything it gives her a kiss and leaves right yeah. I thought that I also thought at that point that she might have said something if because I, I didn't think she was going to voluntarily say anything, but I thought maybe Mickey might get it out of her at that point. Mm. Uh, because they they didn't really, I don't know. It's, it almost feels like a scene that wasn't followed up on. Like it, it it's almost she does allude. mention it later in the in the movie. She does ask him why he was there that night and why she didn't why he didn't tell her she was a cop. Right. That sort of thing. So I mean, there's that, but, but what we get after this is actually the they do use the the bug uh, to listen. And they get like their first real hard target for what they're gonna get. Um, you know, they're gonna stop Mickey's one of Mickey's drug shipments, and we get a a fantastic little car chase. I just wish it had been like during the day, but but not before we find out that 100% Frank Sinatra's in the mob. Oh yes. <laughs> 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 because they hear uh, Johnny Stompanato is dating uh, Lana Turner and, and Frank's pissed Frank's off not, about that. Frank's pissed off and it's like, wait, wait, hold on, go back, what? <laughs> and then they and a uh, little detail that comes up later is Judge Carter is getting paid in women. Yeah, he's uh, a class A whoremonger. Whoremonger, say. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I actually think this car chase is pretty good. I agree with you. The nighttime thing kind of ruins it because you don't, you can't really see it. Yeah. They're throwing grenades at each other. Yes, stick grenades. They're throwing stick grenades at each other, which is just delightful. Starts out with shooting, and then it just moves to grenades. Also, uh, Brolin's not the greatest planner in this movie. No, oh God, no. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, stealth. We're gonna stealth, and we're gonna follow them. And then he's like, "Fuck it, let's get them." Yeah, yeah. There's this is the second time where he's just been like, you know, balls to the wall. Let's just break stuff and see what happens. <laughs> Ask questions later. Yeah, it didn't work out to you too well for you the first time. I don't know why. Like when they went to knock over the the barn casino, didn't work out for you then. You'd think you would have been like, you know what? Maybe I should sit back and, and plan this, figure out what we're gonna do. You know, but uh, you know, if we, but I know what we will do if we catch anybody, let's shoot them in a leg and roll them down a hill and tell them they're retired. Yep. <laughs> Which uh, you can see Keeler. I will. Say, Giovanni Ribisi, by the way, is a great underrated actor. And I think in this movie, he is one of the few members of the squad who I actually feel like you kind of know where he's coming from with everything. He's playing to his strengths for sure, because he is definitely squeamish about the stuff that they're doing. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's like, aren't we just as bad as them? Which I'm like, Giovanni, no, you're not, obviously. (laughs) Like, you're not even killing most of these guys uh, as well. The thing is, like, if he's... If he's straight arrow as he's portrayed to be, any sort of bending of the the law should go against kind of his character. Mm. Though that being said, you you kind of do away with that when he's told you're going to be on this off the books gangster squad. 
Yeah. So, I mean, if you're saying that, he should have known that what he was getting into, yeah. Yeah. Oh, off the books? Well, I hope it's clean. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring my cuffs. Uh, you don't. You won't need those. <laughs> this... I have a note here for some reason that says Brolin's wife works for Cohen. Maybe not. Oh, cause I don't know why I wrote that. No uh, well, we'll explore in a moment because <laughs> this is where Mickey finds out the drug shipment got hit and they lost all their stuff. The guy's trying to like, you know, I'm sorry, Mister. He's like, well, these things happen. And as he walks away, he says to one of his other henchmen, "You know the drill." Oh they, my they god! Fucking drill the guy to death. I feel like an idiot. I just got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets drilled in the head, literally. Yeah, and, and then we um, get the gangster squad barbecue. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Wooter shows up and uh, says that you know you're pregnant, uh, and I thought you know presumptuous, rude. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never assume that, guys. No, never. Don't ever tell a pregnant woman, "Oh, you're pregnant." Unless know. unless the stomach looks like a straight on basketball. Yeah. Never assume. Never. I don't even assume when it's a hundred percent obvious. I'm just like, oh hey, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then she can bring it up. I can't wait till this baby's born. Oh, you're pregnant. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice. You fucking liar. <laughs> also, women really like it too when you say, Oh my god, you're huge. <laughs> or or alternatively, you, they also like, You're barely showing. Do you Either think you lose the baby weight? <laughs> guys you learn all about etiquette on what were they thinking that's right you know and that's what and, and when you use our suggestions people will often ask you what were you thinking hey www.ttpodcast.podbean.com <laughs> cheap plug in the middle of our own show yeah hey, whatever <laughs> you're already listening to this on some platforms i don't know why I yeah that. <laughs> But yeah, and yeah, is... but the the barbecue, which is actually kind of funny because there's uh, at one point where where Falcon's saying you gotta get your get your wife the Cadillac. <laughs> he's just he's just extolling the 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 virtues of the Cadillac for no reason at all. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was weird. That, it's almost <laughs> like Cadillac paid to have that in the movie. Possibly. Hmm. It's like in uh, uh, there's a movie uh, Blue Velvet. In the middle of the movie. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin just says, Mmm, Budweiser, the king of beers. Shut up. <laughs> it's swear to God. And but they made it they made it make sense within the context of the movie for like where the two characters are coming from, but I, that is literally a line. I really want there to be a movie now that just stops in the middle and has like a local car salesman's lot as an act. <laughs> you mean crown chrysler yes come on down to crown chrysler they got all the cars you need chryslers they also sell gms and fords <laughs> well anyway let's go solve that murder <laughs> um and uh daryl daryl gates brings some beers yes with uh daryl gates is treated so is like a total lackey in this movie is daryl gates like is is he the person you uh one of the people who beat rodney king no he was the chief of police uh, during that time okay okay yeah and he get i mean he got a lot of the flack because of him not keeping the um just like the, the culture of racism in the lapd at the time uh in check in any way shape or form okay so. So Nolte yeah. basically shows up to the barbecue also, and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta step it up." I can't do his. Voice. I'd say a good job, but I wasn't here. Yeah. By the way, probably not the greatest idea to show up in broad daylight yeah. <laughs> barbecue <laughs> with all of the gangster squad together. I'm like, just visiting my fellow cops. 
I feel like anytime Nick Nolte sounds like Selma. <laughs> I don't know, Homer. Where's Jump Jump? <laughs> but I feel like anytime they're together as a group, um, it should be in hiding. Because if anyone sees that, if any of they, Cohen's people see yeah, that, they they're going to know. Yeah, they should definitely on the DL for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that that's... Yeah, so... And this is the part where they do the... Um, they start doing all the uh, the random acts of vigilantism uh, where they're busting up Mickey's right. Mickey's fronts. It's going it... to be a montage. <laughs> I don't know. The gig, Again. I was thinking more of like that that old big band uh, dancey type music was playing. It was delightful. Oh, not the band. Not the band, no. <laughs> the night they drove on Dixon down. <laughs> this episode's gonna be so expensive. <laughs> I like the. There was a fun little bit. I think I've. I don't know. I might have been one of the only people who got it. Um, when. Um, Emma Stone goes back to see to see Mickey, uh, and he hasn't seen her in a while. He calls her Claude Rains. I I know who Claude Rains. Oh, the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> I was like, that joke was for like five people who saw this movie. <laughs> well, you know, if I had t- taken a second to think about the name, I would have I would have gotten it, but it went by so quick. Yeah. That's 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 a good that's a good that's a good bit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I mean. After this whole thing, Mickey Cohen's getting pretty pissed off because he's want to wants to find out who's ruining, wrecking all his businesses. Like you said, Emma Stone is uh, still kind of with uh, Wooters. She goes back to Mickey Cohen, and this is where he kind of alludes that he knows she's doing, she's up to something, like she's sleeping yeah. around or something. Yeah, because he's like, he's uh, that guy tried to take my title, and you know what? Look what I had to do to someone trying to take something from me. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's and that's also like in this movie. At this point, I'm like, I think I think she's gonna get killed. That's I honestly distinct possible. Like, he, she's clearly in his sights. That's for sure. Yeah, the I rest thought of the movie. She, I thought she was doomed in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, all right, what do we got here after this? Well, this is where they Carmen Miranda's playing at the at Slapsy Maxi. They don't directly call her Carmen Miranda, but she's doing the Chick Chick a Boom song, and she's got oh, the big yeah. hat and everything. And while that's going on, they're coming in to to kind of not to knock off the place, but to to burn all the um, uh, all the money because this they've found out where the main operation is going to be because that's where they ping the they ping the tower uh, to find out where the uh, the signal goes to. They do uh, some math on the map, which was a nice little bit. I I did like the fact that they were at least you know trying to show. The stuff that they were doing for that, uh, and they figure out that it's at Slapsy Maxi, so they go in and they bust up his um, his wire operation and burn a crap ton of money. This is also what leads to Mickey Cohen uh, believing that it's cops because he's told that they're burning money. They didn't actually take they didn't any take money. anything. Yeah, they just burned right. it all. Yeah. And at that point too, I thought Nolte would have been in trouble because he mentions uh, Chief Parker, who's Nick Nolte's character, and he says, mm. "I think that's it for that pig or something like that." And I was like, Bible, oh, gonna... a Bible thumping drunkard. Yeah, or something like at, that. At that point, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna go out and kill Nolte." And I was like, "Wait, is that Sean Penn talking about Nick Nolte or the character he's playing?" <laughs> <laughs> I did like the um, the guard at Slapsy Maxie's in the back. He did not go down easy. 
No. <laughs> it took like five or six punches for him to be down and out. Well, that's another thing that's kind of good. That's kind of realistic too, because he punches him once, and the guys, like, and the guys, just like, "Ow!" What the hell, dude? Why? Who does that? Why? <laughs> yeah, it's like in movies when it's like one punch and they're out cold. Like, come on. So after they, um, after they've burnt up his place, they all go to have a celebratory drink, and we get a toast to the title. <laughs> <laughs> this is very uh it's the su- suicide squad bar scene yeah <laughs> oh and, and navidad is or christmas is just drunk dry yeah <laughs> drunk on his ass and this is another another thing i thought he was gonna accidentally spill here that he was possibly helping cohen with th- uh threats against his family or something that's oh, okay I, I was like oh this is where it happens nope mm. <laughs> But yeah, this is and then and Mickey's super <coughs> pissed about all this stuff. Uh, he's breaking things at his at his house because he thinks someone's turned rat on him. Yeah, and uh, they they the the maid is kind of shooing Emma Stone out of the house where she's like, "Get out of here!" Before he run he runs out of pretty things to break. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. she thinks everything he's broken so far is pretty. Yeah, <laughs> including and, like the the bra- like the regular like just like table. Yeah. <laughs> So, he figures out that there's a bug. They they right. find the bug. We don't know bug. this yet, though. No, but he 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 they 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 show him scanning and stuff like that. So you know something's up. Yeah. And they they set him up. Yeah, they say there's this big thing. There's a big deal going down in Chinatown. Yeah. Which again, this was supposed to be the movie theater. I don't know if they they must have changed a little bit though because I don't think there was going to be a drug deal at a movie theater. But I'm not sure. Maybe 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 outside of the theater or something. Possibly. Yeah. But anyway, it could have just been a thing where they were saying they were going to hit somebody yeah. at a movie theater and they went they were going to stop it. I don't know. Cuz originally they came out of the screen like they they come through the screen and just like shoot people in the theater. So I could see why maybe Oh they yes, to I could see why that would be reshot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. Especially Oof. like right after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I did like a... that Flea was in this movie. What's that? Flea was in this movie. Was he? Yeah, he was one of the um, he was one of the toughs there at the end uh, who was working for Mickey, trying to find uh, trying to find Grace, oh. uh, Flea, and the other guy was uh, oh Evan Jones. Evan, Evan Jones. Uh, uh, Cheddar Bob from Eight Mile. Cheddar Bob. <laughs> the uh, the yeah the dude from The Punisher who was um, John Travolta's kid in The Punisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, it. no, I think that's who I'm talking about. Is it the yeah. guy that was like, he's got kind of like a weird face, he's yeah, like scrunched up nose and stuff. <laughs> that's Flea. You're not talking about the guy who comes in and tries to pour the acid on Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, that's not Flea. I thought it was. Maybe Flea is the other guy, but the one that with like the actual one that gets acid poured on him, that's that's Cheddar Bob. Well, let me just take a look here. Yeah, what? Why do I think he's Flea? I don't know. Hmm. Anyhow. <laughs> he looks like Flea. The guy that I was talking about? Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm just insane, but he looks like Flea. Anyhow. So, yeah, him and the dude who And was, not Flea. But not, not Flea. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is where, you know, uh, with the... Well, Cheddar Bob, I guess. Yes. <laughs> he, he he wants to um Yeah, he wants to get um they they want to 
throw acid on her and uh Wooders is, is basically saying he wants to get her out of town sort right. of thing oh right because this happens in the midst of uh just before the chinatown scene right yes uh because Wooders is with emma stone and they arrive he literally he's gonna th- that's, that's pretty funny he's gonna throw acid on her <laughs> But, you know, Wooters turns the tables, pours acid on that guy, which he doesn't die. He comes back later. So it, it clearly got his clothes off in time before it <laughs> penetrated his skin. And but, do me do me, do me, me a favor later on. We get a chance. Look up Flea and tell me those guys could not be brothers. I will do so. Okay. So after this scene, we go back to the, the Chinatown thing. Uh, Wooters, because of this attack, he, he thinks the fix is in. He's like, oh, God, I better go stop this before, you know, they get jumped. The gangster before the gangster squad gets jumped, he warns Brolin. Big explosion, shootout for quite a long time at the USA AOK Corral. <laughs> right, and uh, it's not racist, is it? I think I'm okay no. on that. They no. use that in in Bloodsport. You okay? USA AOK or something like that. <laughs> Bloodsport so. is also known. At, Bloodsport's not a racist film. No, not I, at all. No. It's, it's delightfully culturally sensitive. Right. So yeah, and there's uh, after that we get an we get a drive by and Giovanni Ribisi unfortunately shovels off this Myrtle coil. Yeah, which the guy so yeah Sean Sean Penn or Mickey Cohen or whatever is talking directly into the to the bug to the bug in this at mm-hmm. this point, and he basically tells him you know it takes Ribisi a long time to realize that Mickey Cohen knows that there's a wire because he and he's literally almost like I know there's a cop listening. Ribisi's like, huh. Yeah, because he he starts he's tell he acts like he's telling this story, uh, from when he the first time he ripped off uh, anything he would, he ripped off like a movie theater with a baseball bat, yeah. and uh, he had he ran for I don't know fifteen blocks or something with the cash box and he had to fight left every kid on it a kid on every block almost, and but you know who ended up with that that there cash box, a cop a filthy eavesdropping cop or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then some guy comes up behind Keeler, Rabisi, and yeah. uh, ends up choking him out. I'm assuming it's like a garrote wire or something. But the funny thing is that <laughs> Rabisi backs him up into the fur- onto the furnace, and the guy's coat is on fire. Yes. And I was like, oh, he's going to get out of this. But nope, the guy just finishes killing him and then just takes his coat off. <laughs> and this is one, one of those things in, the, in, in movies that um, you see a lot... You know, they, he basically he chokes Giovanni Rabisi loses consciousness and he's out, and the guy puts him down and then you know leaves because he's choked him to death. It would it takes a lot more to choke someone. Yeah, <laughs> when he they just first lose. Yeah, when you just first lose consciousness, if somebody puts you down, your your body's gonna kick kick in and and rub back up he would need to continue choking him for a good minute or two after he lost consciousness if he wanted to make sure the job was done well maybe because his coat was on fire it gave him extra power there you go he (laughs) he activated his uh his uh i don't know his inner chakra up up down down and then he's oh shit he's an (laughs) x-men there you go So, Rabisi is dead city, population killer, and uh, Brolin has to tell, like, his family, which is a pretty heart-wrenching scene. Yes. Gives his kid a big ol' hug, and, yeah. I think at this point, uh, Wooters also gets uh, Emma Stone to stay with Jackie. Oh, well, don't forget, the, the drive-by was at... Um, oh, at... Oh, oh, at I... Bones place. Oh, no, we are not scared of this, because... Yeah. Yeah, they attempt to shoot, uh, they shoot up his house, 
which yep. his wife is his wife is there, obviously. Uh, when he gets there to find out what happened, there's mm. blood all on the floor, and he's like, "Oh God, my wife is dead." Nope, yeah. she is given birth. Yes, <laughs> they have a nice tender moment in the bathtub, and I just wrote, "Oh, so he, it's a beautiful." Let's name him Remington. Because yeah, she was almost shot to death. They scared the baby out of her. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> also, that baby is not a newborn baby. No, no. <laughs> By any stretch of imagination. At least, hey, you know what? At least it wasn't a plastic baby doll. Oh, like American Sniper? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why don't you ever see that baby uh, up close on screen? Uh, well, I guess the the word on that is that they they actually had a kid yeah. uh, to be in the scene, but it, the, they ended up going along with the shoot. And due to like the child regulation for labors and stuff like that, the kid was like, "Nope, offset. You and you got to pay them." Child <laughs> so gotta, regulation ruining movies every day. Well, you know, if they just hashtag you know child murdered the kid, right? <laughs> no, asshole. What are you talking about? I would like never... I said. You, I, I told Brent, you two need Jesus. <laughs> he said pass yeah <laughs> yeah so uh. so yeah scares the baby out of her uh <laughs> then we get emma stone yeah emma stone's been left with uh, uh wooter's friend jackie who mm-hmm. again at this is another point where i thought oh shit he's gonna end up selling her down the river i thought jackie might have turned there yeah and but, then, but jackie does turn but he turns more towards being a good guy and protecting her yeah, he knocks out two of the thugs. He be- he beats up not Flea and the other guy, and <laughs> he-, he challenges Mickey Cohen to a boxing They look battle. alike. They look alike. <laughs> I just, just like calling him not Flea. Not Flea. Uh, he challenges Mickey Cohen to a boxing, and Mickey Cohen shoots him. I'm pretty sure that's a disqualification. Because he's like, yeah, my uh, my boxing days are behind me. Uh, my boxing days are behind me, but not, not yeah. my gangster days. Yeah. Pow pow. Yeah. He just and goes it, straight for the DQ. Importantly, we should note that Emma Stone uh, witnesses this whole thing as well. Yes. She's hiding in the bushes. Yeah. And she sees the uh, the shooting. Yeah. So back to Brolin and Wooters. They're hanging out on the deck of his shot-up house. <laughs> and, and they're kind of, you know, it's over. Uh, Brolin's had to give up his badge, which was... Yeah, and he a- has like kind of a jump-on-the-grenade type moment where he... They're like, uh, we're going to... This is done. They're going to fire me. They'll probably take your badge. Your career at the LAPD is over. Uh, and they'll probably bring in somebody who is more amenable to the ways of Mickey Cohen. Right. Um, the weird thing, though, is that the 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 chief is like, we're taking your badge. But then later, Brolin says, like, I have my badge till tomorrow. Right, because he has that. They have that. And uh, that's when he kind of, I don't know, goes home or whatever. There's a lot of there's a lot of timeline issues yeah. some in this movie, but that's definitely one of them because they they have their little thing on the on his porch and uh, Emma Stone shows up and says that she's gonna be the witness mm-hmm. and they need to get a warrant because he's only got you know like you said he's only got his badge for another day yeah which uh, I, I was like what should it be gone now. Yeah, usually it's like turning your gun and badge yeah. effective immediately. Turning your gun and your badge when you're ready. But that <laughs> being said, it might like Nick Nolte, who hasn't been dismissed at this point, mm. probably isn't going to be the one to dismiss him. So there, like, whoever is going to be named the new commissioner will be the one who dismisses him. So maybe that's how they're getting around that. That. 
Yep. So they go to see the judge, who's the class A horror monger. Oh, Uh-oh. that the judge right there? He's right here. Yeah. Hello. Yes. But you were a class A horror monger. No. No, you had chlamydia at least three times. Yes, and crabs. We know. Crabs. Four times. Yes. So, okay. No, I'm not retracting my statement, good sir. Good good day. Good day. He must be like, he must be up there in years by this point. Well, I think it's all the antiretrovirals that he was taking for, um, you know, for chlamydia and, and the crabs and the... And the gonorrhea, you know, oh. and eventually AIDS. Um, the gonorrhea, the clap, the... <laughs> nope, not going there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they 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 blackmail the judge. Essentially saying like, yeah, either sign this or we're gonna tell everybody what they you've been doing. Yeah, which I'm also like, but everybody pretty much knows he's on the take like i don't know what that's gonna do if cohen owns half the city but okay well that's and that's just it uh but he they said you're gonna resign mm. you're gonna sign this and then you're gonna resign yeah so that even if you know cohen does say anything he's not gonna be a sitting judge if something comes about him you know but they're like yeah we're gonna serve this warrant and um th- oh my god i th- the movie if, if it could have been more of this I loved this action piece. This was fun to watch. The scram Just, finale? Yes. Oh, yeah. so good. So this is... Uh, Mickey Cohen has holed himself up in this giant hotel. He's mm-hmm. bought out the whole thing. Every single room. Every room, yep. And he's got all his uh, his henchmen there, I guess. The gangster squad is... Habit- there's, what, there's what, five of them? Six five of them? Five of them, yeah. Okay. So there would be. I think there would be five at this time because they killed... Uh, Keeler, yeah. They killed Keeler. Cause... Jeez, no. the judge again? Just... A second. No. Hello? Yes. No. I stand by my statement. No. Well, talk to my lawyers then. No, it's on It's it's on the podcast. I don't care. I don't care. Goodbye, no. sir. Goodbye, sir. Anyhow. Whoremonger. <laughs> Whoremonger, indeed. Uh, so he's... Uh, yeah, there's... So there would have been what? There would have been... Uh, Christmas was left. T-1000's left. Falcon's left. Uh, Drive is left. And uh, right. Thanos. <laughs> so five. Five of them are left. Right. Let's <laughs> drive. <laughs> uh, so we got Thanos and uh, Murder by Numbers. And <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers that movie. Not even Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they just show up to, to base, essentially face off against, I would say, like, at least in the high double digits. It, it was... It was absolutely uh, a, a scene directly out of L.A. Noir. Yeah, and There's... they just shoot that place up. Yep, just it's... like L.A. Noir. Right. Uh, Love they, that game. Unfortunately, we lose another casualty. We have another casualty here. Yes. Because uh, I believe uh, the T-1000 gets killed. Which I don't understand why he just didn't use his liquid metal to <laughs> to heal up. I know, I expected it. And then it did I, not... I liked... He didn't want to blow <laughs> when... his cover. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> When um when they're flushing uh, Mickey out, uh, he comes down. Here comes Santa Claus. When he said that, I for a second I was like, "You're Joe Pesci." <laughs> I really like pictured him as Joe Pesci. But yeah, because Mickey Cohen, 
uh, comes downstairs. He he lights up this uh, Christmas spread here in the lobby. Yeah, uh, there's a great like slow motion shot of an ornament getting smashed by one of the bullets. <laughs> mm. I did. They, they their their use of Matrix time in this movie was a tad egregious. <laughs> yeah, a, l- a little overused, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he gets away in a car with a bunch of th- with another thug. However, uh, Josh Brolin jumps on board, shoots the driver. And all I can say, where was his skateboard when he needed it? <laughs> right. If he'd had his skateboard from Thrashing, he would have been able to just sketch on that car and follow him the whole time. His skateboard and his glove. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been over just like that. Yeah. So he. Uh, yeah, ends up shooting the driver. This is where uh, T1000 gets his one last shot in. Because someone's about to kill Josh yeah, Brolin. Christmas comes over and helps him aim. So we get a nice little uh, follow Remember, up on that. Shoot where he is, not where he, or where he's going to be, not where he is. Right. So Christmas essentially helps to kill the guy, and yeah. then of course T one thousand just falls over dead immediately after. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that great movie trope where they get the one last thing it? and then just die. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah, and then Which, uh, I was and, like, "Man, can you? Like, if he had been like his illegitimate kid, that'd have been perfect." Oh, I thought you were gonna say this was a crossover with uh, the actual movie. That's my boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So, uh, yeah. I've never actually seen it. I've heard it's terrible. <laughs> oh, so, I, I saw it at the drive-in. Yeah, yeah it was enjoyable. I, I definitely believed that um, Adam Sandler and and. Uh, um, Andy Sandberg, Andy Sandberg were you know <laughs> father and son. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see the resemblance actually quite a bit. But and Vanilla Ice was in it too, so that was delightful. <laughs> was he building a house? No, he was just Vanilla Ice. Yeah, that's what I mean. He, he was building a house. <laughs> so, yeah. By the way, guys, if you want to see Vanilla Ice these days, he's on TV building houses. <laughs> yeah, well, at least he's staying busy. There you go. He's not rapping while he's doing it though, so well, minus points. Apparently still cutting albums from time to time, though. Yikes. Well, you know, <laughs> at least he gets to do what he loves. All right, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we get a we get a nice boxing match between... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Why does he want to do with that? With a sweet hip toss in it. Why, yeah, why I don't get that either. Yeah, because yeah. Josh Brolin has it basically arrested right there. Because Mickey Cohen's like, all right, copper. Put me in cuffs, and Brolin's like, "Nah, we're gonna. I'm gonna box with a guy who has legitimate, you, yeah. legitimate boxing training, and was like a good fighter in the ring. And uh, this is this is what we're gonna do right now. Yeah, this is my strategy. Although this is the same guy that that uh, his strategy for busting up a drug deal was just shooting everyone. <laughs> so, you know, he's not the smartest guy. So, but the, he does win the fight, and they arrest him. Oh, he and... puts the shit out of his face. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Mickey Cohen goes to jail uh, for, you know, killing Jackie. Um, the gangster squad gets no recognition at all because that was part of the deal, right? Yep. Uh, but Josh Brolin and Mary Lee Enos do keep Sean Penn's dog. I didn't notice that. Yes, the bulldog that he had. He, <laughs> they, they took his dog. I mean, I'd give the dog a good home. Yep. Uh, and then they, they go to the beach, and we, you know, I'm assuming he took up skateboarding afterwards. Yes, this is a prequel to Thrashing, even though with Thrashing, he's like 20 years old. Well, it's his, obviously, it's his grandson. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's in the family bloodline, have. man. It's, it's you know, it's, it's that in, ingrained talent. It's in his DNA. Um, 
I I half expected at this point uh, like a wag the dog ending where like none of them got credit and one of them got so bad that he was he was gonna tell everyone and then mm. <laughs> they were like no no you can't do it and like he ends up getting like shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that was Gangster Squad, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be right back. What were they thinking? Is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared reseller VPS and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24/7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over nine million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code Schluck for 25% off your first purchase. That's Schluck S C H L O C K for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Oh man, all these wrestling news sites are terrible. What's the matter, young lad? Ah, Mother Superior! No, don't hit me! Uh, I I mean, I I can't find a good wrestling news site. A good wrestling news site? What's... What's so good about a good wrestling news site anyway? Well, I just need a place where I could get all the, the backstage news and rumors and scoop. All right. Don't hit me. I listen. left the orphanage a while ago. All right, listen, Billy's younger brother. I'm not going to hit you this time. Oh, thank you. But I will tell you about a great wrestling news site. Okay. It's, it's, it's not terrible like the last one, right? It's not terrible like the last one. It's called WrestlingNewsWorld.com. You can get all the latest wrestling news, spoilers, results, all the news from all over the wrestling world. That sounds great. No, yeah. it, yes, but you know what? what? It's not going to sound great if you still if you keep up with that mouth of yours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, again, I left the orphanage a while ago. Uh, if you don't leave, I'm going to tell my parents. I have legal precedent over thirty-seven states. Get back here! Oh, stop hitting me! <laughs> WrestlingNewsWorld.com And we're back! Hey! Um... Nathan? Uh, yes, Brendan? I think it's time for... Oh, the... Low Haiku. Uh-huh. <laughs> now... Who would like to start? I, um... I am prepared. Okay. <clears throat> Josh Brolin, no thrash. L.A. beatdown to Sean Penn. None of this happened. <laughs> good twist. Good twist. Good plot twist. Uh, I did fixate a little bit on one detail in my low haiku. Oh, well, please uh, do, do enlighten us. Hold up now, Sean Penn. She could be your damn daughter. Get away from her. And that's I like the um I like the um obviously the the shout out to the Times Up Me Too movement. Oh, I thought you were going to say the shout out to uh aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was uh I'm glad nothing came of it. Uh so Nathan Yes. I mean, I don't think we trashed this thing too hard, but, you know, know what they say, even though we gave you our opinion. Don't take a word for us! (laughs) 
Yeah, because uh, this movie. Now, what? Do you have the Rotten Tomatoes page up? I, I didn't even get to check the rating on that. It's got a a thirty two percent for the critics. Okay, but a fifty seven percent with the audience. Interesting. So, uh, I I think it the uh, the violence is what really appealed to most people. <laughs> so not a law abiding citizen type gap. No, but still a gap. Yes. So I mean. Well, the first one here, I guess, is from uh, Tom Charity at CNN. He doesn't uh, sound like he's too charitable. <laughs> I'm assuming this was breaking news. <laughs> Gangster Squad looks the part, but it's so superficial it practically evaporates before our eyes. I think that kind of goes to the um, the lack of character development that we see throughout the movie. Yeah, for sure. Which is unfortunate. But Anthony Lane, he didn't care for it much either. Uh, says some of the clothes and makeup feel as glossy as paint, but those aside, we seem to be borrowing through a display of secondhand goods, or browsing rather through a display of secondhand goods. Yep. Uh, this is a positive review, but we'll just uh, I'll just read it. So it's from Richard Roper mm-hmm. uh, of RichardRoper.com. Okay. It says Gangster Squad is a highly stylized Pulp Fiction period piece based on true events inspired inspired by true events it but, is not based on a true story but i like how his positive snippet is not really anything like no it's just highly stylized uh from the denver post ricardo baca he did like it uh Ooh. it might sound like a stretch imagining Penn playing that intense idiosyncratic a villain but the lauded veteran actor pulls a left hook then a right and after a wild body shot at the tail end of the film you see the true mania behind his eyes. So, I don't really like the movie. I think he just like Sean Penn in the movie. It sounded like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sean Penn is in, like, if you combine all his scenes, maybe 15 minutes? 20 minutes? Oh, maybe not even that high. Yeah. You certainly notice it, though, when he's on screen. There's no... Um, oh, yeah. There's no subtlety. It's Well, you know what they're doing is I think they're trying to do, like, a De Niro in The Untouchables again. Okay. Where yeah. De Niro was Al Capone, but he's really not on screen that often. Mm. But when he is, he he takes over. So this is from Stephen Rabello from Playboy Online. Okay. <laughs> she says, not enough tits. No. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, okay, so maybe nobody expected Gangster Squad to be in the league of, say, Chinatown or LA Confidential. But even on the level of pure bullet-splattered fun, this thing is so vap- uh, vaporous, vaporous. <laughs> that it slides out of memory even while you're watching it. Yeah. Well, I got uh, Entertainment Tells Stephen Silver. Uh, he noted, Probably the year's most squandered cast in a boring, by-the-numbers crime film that plays like a fifth-generation redo of L.A. Confidential. It's not entirely wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nowhere near what it should be with the people in it. Absolutely. Uh, the last one I have, I just have an, one audience review that I wanted okay. to read. This is... I like this movie! <laughs> well, no, this is what I question. Okay, so he, this person, the name is Sanity Assassin. Great. And this person is an audience super reviewer. And when you hear this, I think you'll question what it takes to be a super reviewer. Uh, his review is this. Ryan Gosling surrounded by lots of explosions... <laughs> Delightful. What? So I'm assuming a super reviewer just means you write a lot of reviews because there's no way this guy gets upvoted or anything like that. 
I'll give you my last one here. This was from uh, Cinema Crazed Felix Vasquez Jr. It's a real short one, uh, but biting nonetheless. This movie makes 1991's Mobsters look like the Godfather in comparison. Oof. (laughs) I don't know if it was that bad. I don't... I will say, I've never actually seen Mobsters, but I've seen bits and pieces, and that movie looked like trash. (laughs) I think it was just an excuse to get the, the latest It guys in a movie together in in like suits so they looked you know something for the ladies guys remember steven dorf <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love blade that's right blade and uh, judgment night <laughs> oh uh, and deuce is wild oh god <laughs> that one should be on the list for sure i just bought that the other day for two dollars <laughs> deuce for a deuce eh that's right <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I guess we kind of answered this, but would you recommend people watch this as a ba- as a, as like a quote-unquote bad slash questionable movie? No, it's it's serviceable. It's but I mean, unless you're a fan of that genre, like if you unless you like like '40s gangsters movies, don't you don't have to go out of your way to see this. It's 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 fine, but it's it's nothing that's required viewing. Yeah. I, I would say, like, if it's on, if I mean, it's not in Canada, but if it's on Netflix or some other streaming service in the States that you already have, and you're, like, bored on a Friday night or something. Go shoot some pool, because, <laughs> honestly, well, I don't say, I'm not saying, like, I can't say, like, go out of your way to see this. No, I'm not saying go out of your way, but if you're, I don't know, it's also, it'd probably be, like, a good, like, hangover movie, because you don't really have to pay a whole lot of attention. Yeah, throw it on and like clean your living room or something. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's totally watchable. I didn't have any I didn't have a hard time watching it like we did no. uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh god damn it! But uh, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> gl- glowing recommendations from us both uh, yeah. aside. Uh, is your good friend here with us today? Oh yes, actually. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get him in here. Yep. Hello, you two. Hello. Yeah, so uh, you watched Gangster Squad, right? Yes, we did. You're never getting that time back. <laughs> Just want you to know that. But if you do want to uh, spend some some quality time and be proud of what you did with your time, check out Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube, uh, where uh, some of my videos up more lately have been uh, the, the wrestling and whatnot. Uh, but I, I think I've been having some some fun getting out and about. Uh, you can also check out uh, my Facebook page, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends, uh, and you can also follow me on that 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 their Twitter uh, platform at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Uh, I'm on there, and you can uh, you can just uh, have a delightful exchange uh, with a with a delightfully British monkey puppet. Thank you. More later. Thank you, and you can also uh, you can also fo- find us on Twitter. This podcast at WWTT Podcast. We're also on Instagram under the same same name, same username. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, whatever. Obviously, you're listening to this on some kind of podcast platform. But you can also as as well as Podbean. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're also on the Al Jazeera Network, of course. Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Week, Human Sentai Pod, Spotify, Podkit Knife, Yep, Spark, ABC Spark, but not, but not Disney, right? Right, and, and HBO, HBO Premium. Mm. <laughs> I almost got them all. It was so close. <laughs> You're good. You know, well, yeah. It's maybe we should have like copy, 
like something you can read. Really should. I really should just have a, uh, an audio <laughs> clip I just plop in at the end every time. <laughs> you know, uh, copy is a good idea. <laughs> there you go. So, we don't have anything to hint at for next week because we don't know what it's going to be. Uh, no, but it'll be the, the Final last one. week. Yep. Yeah. Final week of Listener's Choice will be next week. So, make sure you head to our Twitter account on Tuesday to listen to our, our last draw. See mm. what we get. I'd say we got about... Uh, <laughs> we get, we were about 50-50 lucky so far. So far. So far. But we'll, well, see, I mean, we'll see what fate has in store for us. I, for I mean, for all of it. I mean, there's only one that's been just fucking ridiculously unwatchable. Yeah, fucking charity so. kid. <laughs> yeah, right. No. I, I did retract that to Robert Hooper that he is, uh, he is definitely not the biggest idiot ever. That definitely goes to Steve Walsh with an O. Fuck muck. Fuck. Oh my god, I'm still still seething from that movie. <laughs> oh, but Nathan. Yes, Brennan. Regarding this movie, regarding Gangster Squad. Mm-hmm. Got any queries, any questions? I do have a couple quandaries. Um I mean in a movie that has arguably a stacked cast. I mean Oscar winners in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also in a movie that has a, a very, uh, is borrowing heavily from legitimate historical events and figures. To, to be able to, to take something that is, is really fish in a barrel when you get right down to it. Um, and to just kind of make it so dismissible. I just, I really need to know. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking? Hi, I'm Ellen, and I'm scared we exist in the Matrix. I'm Jaslyn, and I'm bad at ad-libbing. <laughs> and you're listening to... High, High Expectations. Expectations! The promo. For our international listeners, you can appreciate our cute New Zealand accents. For our local listeners, you might bump into us in the street three times in the same hour. Our podcast is about pop culture, sexuality, relationships, interesting hobbies, banter, and ragging on each other. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you might like to find podcasts. Yay! Please subscribe. Goodbye! We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first hi i'm jay bats and i'm michael and we're the hosts of a very thought-provoking show called the what if podcast 
On it, we'll explore the big and little what-ifs of life and steer our listeners toward a better understanding of the real or hypothetical situations we might find ourselves in. Or not. On our journey, we'll learn interesting facts and fictions about the everyday world. And sometimes, most of the times, we'll dive headlong into rabbit holes that slide up against the subject and sharply turn away from it. Come along with us. We'll have fun and learn something new together. New episodes release every other Tuesday. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, and anywhere fine podcasts are archived.